Jesse Skulls from BH1's Rock of Love. And this is Talk of Love, the new podcast. This isn't just reality, this is real life. What's up, everybody? It's Lacey motherfucking Skulls, and you're watching the Talk of Love podcast. Welcome, welcome, my friends. Uh, I want to take a minute to um, talk about the month of June. Uh, the month of June is Gay Pride Month, and unfortunately, uh, I feel like that month has gotten overshadowed a little bit by uh, the pandemic because normally for Pride Month, there's parades and all kinds of like festivals and, and celebrations and that sort of thing and um, events to raise awareness to the plight of the LGBTQ community. So we haven't really gotten a chance to have that because of uh, the pandemic. But also, of course, everything that was happening um, post the death of George Floyd and the BLM movement, which is very, very important as well. But um, because I am an advocate for the LGBTQ community, I do want to take a, men a moment to mention uh, June being Gay Pride Month. Um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but for those of you who don't, there is a reason that June specifically is Gay Pride Month. And that is because uh, it is to commemorate the Stonewall riots that happened in June of 1969. What's interesting about the Stonewall riots is that was basically a, a, a pivotal moment in time when the LGBTQ community was trying to gain equal rights for themselves. And basically back then it was illegal to be openly gay, lesbian, or to be trans or cross-dress or dress up in drag or anything like that. Um, back in the 60s, uh, if there was nightclubs or bars or anything where people would dress in drag, a lot of times there would be police raids. And so I bring in this up now just to draw the similarities and the parallels between the different plights of the different uh, marginalized groups. Now, of course, each marginalized group has had their own path and their own history of horrors, um, but it is similar in that we, and I'm saying we because I would put women in that um, category as well as far as marginalized go, um, these different groups, whether it's women, whether it's uh, the Chinese, the Japanese, people of color, every group of people that has been marginalized has had their own path that is significant. But that is why it is super important for us to recognize that in each other. And one thing I keep talking about on the podcast is civil rights. You know, so if you want to say black rights or women's rights or or what have you, or gay rights, that's okay. But when you really... Uh, simplify it, what it boils down to is civil rights. And we as Americans, um, that is the foundation of what this country is. That is the foundation of democracy is that we all have civil rights. So when we see civil rights being violated either um, towards ourselves or towards our marginalized group or towards another marginalized group, it is so important that we all stand up for that. And the thing about um, the Stonewall riots in June of 1969, that had to do with police brutality. Police were breaking into bars and beating people up and um, throwing them in jail and handcuffing them and all of that and roughing people up because they were different. They were perceived as different. And that is not what the United States stands for. So I keep bringing up the Declaration of Independence. It's very important that we remember what it was said in there, all the important statements about all people were created equal and that everybody has the right to 
life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So it is really important that we remember that, that we stand up for each other, that we fight for each other's rights, whether it's women, whether it's people in the LGBTQ community, whether it's people of color, we've got to stand up for each other's civil rights. And, you know, there is power in numbers. That is something that is so true that we can utilize to look out for each other and, and just make this whole country a better place for everybody here. Because that is what really, really matters. So remember that June is um, Gay Pride Month and it all stems from fighting for equality and equal rights. So there you have it. Um, I also want to, once again, talk about the company that is endorsing the Talk of Love podcast, and that is Liquid Death. I love this company so much because they have the best tasting water. It is so good, so refreshing. I'm in Las Vegas. It's over 100 degrees, and I bust out my Liquid Death water, and it is really, really delicious, clean, refreshing water. And it's great because it comes in an aluminum can, so you don't have to worry about that plastic ending up in the ocean. And they are just so cool and rock and roll as well. So if you support uh, the environment, if you like this company, if you like this podcast, then you can go and purchase Liquid Death. Um, just go to their website and make sure to go and get yourself the 10% off. Enter in the promo code TALKOFLOVE and you can order this and that will be supporting the company and me and the podcast. So get your 10% and the promo code, once again, TALKOFLOVE. So um, I'm really excited about my next guest. I have been trying to get her on for a while now. She's just been super busy and I finally got her to get some time to sit down with me and talk about all things related to Rock of Love and Charm School and I Love Money. Please welcome my very good friend, Brandy C. Hi. Hey, <laughs> you look fantastic. You look so good. Thank you, so do you. Oh, thank you, love. Yeah, you and I, I would say you and Farah from Rock of Love Bus are pretty much the only girls that I've consistently stayed in touch with, but I've really spoken with you more so on like Instagram and social media. I haven't seen you in like in forever. I know you and I were on like a cruise one time, like a long time ago, and we yeah. see each other at clubs and stuff. It's been a while though. That's right. Yeah, it's been a really long time because when you lived in Vegas and I lived in LA, I mean, that was 10 years ago. Well, well, no, no, no. I was, I think, it, no, I was living in um, LA. I just no, moved to right. Las Vegas. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. But living nearby on the same coast. Yes, on the same coast. Exactly. Yes. And because you're in Florida now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been in Florida now for about 10 years. Oh, okay. Okay. Good deal. So how have you been since the shows? How's our, like, what's your life like? Are you married? What's, tell us about the life in the day in the life of Brandy C. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a lot more normal these days. I live um, in Orlando and I am married. So that's exciting. Oh, congratulations. Um, thank you. We got married in December. So that's exciting. Um, and I work kind of like a normal job and I don't just normal life lately. Yeah, good deal. <laughs> so how did you and your husband meet? Um, through mutual friends. We've known each other for a long time. Oh, I love that. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So what made you decide to kind of take a, a calmer life or life out of the spotlight? Did Was that something you intentionally decided to do? Or um, did something happen that made you decide to do that? Or was it just like a natural progression? I think it was a natural progression, but also like the Megan show ended so abruptly. 
I was kind of crazy when it all did happen. So that kind of sent me, I think that kind of solidified me being home. Yeah, you're talking about Megan Wants a Millionaire, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, that so was so crazy. crazy. I mean, um, I'm sure you knew that I was on I Love Money season three with Ryan Jenkins. And um, right. it, I think that um, when all that was unfolding, Megan's show, I think has... I think it was episode three of her show that was on the air before they pulled it. But you were a, you were kind of a, a you were like the big John of that show, right? You were on to be Megan's friend and and sort of sidekick. Is that right? Yeah. So me and uh, Cecile, who was her friend from Beauty and the Geek, we were her, you know, sidekicks trying to explain, trying to give her advice on who was right for her. Okay. And so yeah. were you there until the very last episode of Megan Wants a Millionaire? Were you there on set? No, we actually, we weren't there. We were only there for about the first, I want to say like eight or nine episodes. And then towards the end, they kind of let her do her own thing. And I think they traveled. I can't remember everything actually. That's so crazy. So did you get to meet Ryan Jenkins or spend any time speaking with him while you were there? Not a lot of time with the um, with the guys that were there, but we did we did meet and we actually talked. And I know that in the filming, she did like Ryan a lot, so that was hard. Yeah, I I actually had her on the podcast a few episodes ago, and she was telling me that that was a pretty brutal situation for her because she did actually legitimately like him. And you know, one thing that was weird for me, and I think for a lot of people who knew Ryan, you know, on a superficial level through these shows was that he did seem like a relatively normal guy. I thought he was like a bit of a douchebag, but I never would have yeah. <laughs> gotten out of him that he could do what he did. No, not not like that, but I thought he was kind of a jerk, but not that bad. <laughs> that was just so wild. So, um, well, let's go back to the um, very beginning of all of this. And, um, and one thing I know that fans are wanting to know, and I actually myself don't know either, um, how did you end up auditioning for Rock of Love? How did you find out about it? Had you done television prior to that? And were you living it in Florida when you auditioned for Rock of Love? Um, no, I lived in California. And I was obsessed with like the celebrity shows. So the Surreal Life and um, Flavor Flav. And I think, I don't know, it was all a world, like whirlwind. I met someone in LA. They knew people at VH1. Um, they knew that I liked the shows. So we connected. And next thing I know, they sent me an invitation to speak with somebody from the network. So it kind of all just fell into place. Um, but I kind of came to LA just knowing I wanted to be on TV or do something. So I knew I'd figure it out, but I didn't know exactly how. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's sort of been, has been a relatively common theme with the girls. Like, you know, we, someone just like kind of reached out to us and said like, hey, come on the show. And for me, I didn't know um, it was, at first I didn't know it was going to be Brett Michaels. They just told me it was like a rock star. And I did mm -hmm. finally get it out of them before we started filming. But like I talked to um, Tiffany, you know, the don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> and yeah. she was saying she didn't even know it was Brett Michaels until literally we were on set filming. Did you know it was going to be Brett? Nope, not at all. Oh. No, not at all. I didn't even ask. I didn't even think to ask. I was like, whatever. <laughs> so you would have been cool no matter who it was. It was like, oh, fun times. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't care. You know me. I didn't care who it was. I wasn't there to find love. I was there to just be on TV and have a good time. 
Yeah, so. you are so, so great. And actually, that leads me to, um, I, I do have a fan question that um, uh, I thought was a pretty good one because, and this is something I actually myself would like to know. Um, so for, on Instagram, uh, I am uh, an angel in, uh, says, I mean this in the nicest way possible because I live for Brandy C. But my question is, did you intentionally play the quote unquote dumb blonde role or would you say that was genuinely you in your younger years? And then put they, they put, sorry if this is offensive, love y'all. Um, yeah, I uh-huh. always tell people that too because you you play that character so well and you and Christy were so fucking funny. But when I watched it, I'm like, this is... This is too like perfect to, to to just be an accident. <laughs> and of course, I've hung out with you so many times outside of the show, and like you're clearly yeah. not you're not a dumb blonde. But so let's talk about that. Like, how much of that do you have in you? Is that just like a childlike playfulness, or um, was that a, like truly a character? Or did you think this through ahead of time, or did it just sort of come out that way? Um, I don't. I think it's just it's funny. It's like humorous to me to kind of say the dumbest thing I could think of. So I think it came from a like humorous situation, but I do know that they said going into filming, you're going to be, you know, the typical like ditzy blonde. So I was thinking of, you know, really playing that up. So it just came out the way it came out. But I do think, while it's easy to kind of just say like the dumbest thing. It's, it's not always as easy to create like a funnier situation. So I felt like it was kind of like cleverness that it did come off as like it did see this too. I actually I really <laughs> thought it was clever. And that was a lot of the reason that I, I was drawn to you on a friendship level. I thought you were so funny and you had some really iconic lines. Like um, I think you and I were sitting together and I don't know what we we're talking about, but you're like, I miss, my cat. I miss my cat abnormally. <laughs> and the thing is, I totally got it because I'm like, yeah, I miss my dogs abnormally. I totally get <laughs> where you're coming from. And it was just so funny because like, I remember Rodeo cried a lot and it was because like, she really missed her son. And I was always like, yeah, I really <laughs> miss my dogs. But I feel like you're like, as a pet owner, you're like not allowed to say that because you're like, it, it's like bad if you try to compare your your love or your or your longingness yeah. for your animal to like someone's kid. It's like not okay, you know? But um, I thought that was hilarious <laughs> when you said that. Right. I thought- I was, mean, if it's now, I feel like it villainized. Like, oh, how dare her try to compare her cat to a kid. Because people online are so vicious these days. But it was just all in good fun. And Rodeo's an idiot, so. <laughs> Well, she definitely cries a lot. Whatever, she does. <laughs> well, so um, I also loved how quickly you and Christia became friends. Um, and you were like, oh, she's my best friend. Was that genuine? And did you continue a friendship with Christia after the shows? I do feel like, um, I don't know, her and I clicked pretty quickly, like, Normally with blonde girls, that's typical. But um, she didn't. She and I did not stay friends. She, I could sense there was something off, but I didn't put my finger on it. And then when she, the show um, ended, and I had an apartment in LA where I needed a roommate, so I told her about it. I flew to Minnesota, like helped her move in with me, drove her truck all the way back. We got um, car trouble in Utah all this stuff. And then she moves in with me just to like say all these horrible things and then end up like leaving and stealing a bunch of stuff from my apartment. Oh my God. Are you serious? It was horrible. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm really surprised. I I wouldn't expect something like that from her. I mean, I didn't know her that well, but I'm still surprised. 
It was more or less that she was, um, she didn't like Chris Crocker. Oh, oh, I remember him. Okay, so for you guys who are watching this, um, Chris was the one who sort of became a famous internet sensation from the Leave Britney Alone videos, right? Right. Yeah, so let's talk about your friendship with him. So yeah, you guys were really good friends. I think I met him a couple of times through you and he was really, really sweet. Um, And yeah, yeah, so how did you guys become friends and why did Christia have a problem with your friendship with with Chris? Um, Chris and I became friends from MySpace because MySpace was great back then. (laughs) And he messaged me. I was a fan of his videos and he messaged me that he was a fan of Rock of Love. So I was like, oh my God. Um, when he became, when he started getting fame for the Britney, Leave Britney Alone, he wanted to come out to LA. So I had, I was like, come out here, come stay with me. Um, and she immediately just was like, I think she was jealous that instead of us being best friends and being all over LA, now it was kind of like me and Chris. Me and Chris were instant friends. Um, you know, we had our ups and downs that he wasn't, she had something about her, like an evilness inside of her. Wow. Um, that's crazy. It's very strange. She got mad one night that he borrowed her shoes or something. And I don't know. She left like a couple days later, but she was sure to steal a whole bunch of things from me too. So I'm like, oh I don't man. Know. It's very strange. Oh, that really sucks. And so did she go back to Minnesota? Is that where you said she was from? I think she stayed in LA. I think she went to like um, Orange County or something. Oh, that's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes sense why you went on to make friends with Megan and that sort of thing. Yeah, I was always wondering yeah. why Christia was never invited to do any other shows. I was wondering that too. And then when they offered me um, I Love Money, she just, that was a huge issue to her because she wasn't invited. And I had done a pilot um, before that, like a couple weeks before that. It was it. I, were you, th- I think you were there. It was It was like a The View style talking about opinions or something. It was like all of- I do remember that. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, you did it too. Yeah. So, but she didn't get invited to that either. So it was like building up, building up. And then when I went to I Love Money, oh, that's the other thing is she was, she wouldn't get a job, so she didn't pay rent. So when I went to I Love Money, I was like, look, something's got to give. Like when I get back from Mexico, I need you to have the money or figure out where you're going to live. And then when I came back, that's when it like came to a head. Oh, man, that really sucks. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, it's for the best. I, I helped her out. She saved me for a while. But she tries to say these horrible things like that me and Chris were mean to her. But it's crazy. Oh, that sucks. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, so speaking of Rock of Love, um, I had another good uh, fan question. So um Kitty Kiki Cat on Instagram says, in Rock of Love, you mentioned having been in an accident after Aaron made a comment about your face. If it's not too personal or triggering to ask what happened, much love. You were a wonderful part of the sh- of the Of Love shows. Oh, That was very sweet. Yeah, that was a pretty shocking um, comment. Um, I didn't really ever have anything against Aaron. I think I was not present when a lot of the craziness went down, but it, it was definitely a shocking comment for sure. Um, so yeah. was that, were you really in a car accident or are you just saying that to kind of guilt her or what was that all about? No, that was true. Um, so right before I did these shows, I was in a car accident. Um, I was a passenger because I had been out drinking and the person driving my car I, I don't know what happened. Someone else is at fault, but I got hit on the passenger side and that whole bunch of glass like came oh. on here in this area. 
Oh, I still God. do have some little markings from it, like scars. But back then it was so fresh. The scars were way deeper. So when she said that, it really did trigger like an emotional response for me. But it was also because it was it was a lot deeper back then. This is 10, 12 years ago. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Well, well but, so that was true. And she just, I think she was looking for camera time. You know how these girls are. Of course. Yeah. Well, jokes on her because you look fantastic. So <laughs> it's getting better every day. Like I'm still doing like treatments and stuff on it. But oh God, I bet that was incredibly traumatizing going through something like it that. It is. When I think, um, I don't think about it too much. My brain kind of protects me from all of it, like the memories, but it was a fresh situation back then. So. Wow, that's crazy. So were you, um, when you found out that it was Brett, obviously when he came on, like, how did you feel about that? Like, did you know, were you very familiar with Poison? Um, Were you excited it was him? Were you indifferent? Um, Did you feel a connection with him? What were your thoughts on all of that? Um, I think really indifferent. I didn't really know Poison that much. So I like obviously knew who he was, but I wasn't, I didn't really care. Yeah, you were so funny. I remember you were like, you like, I can be your main girlfriend and you can have several <laughs> other girlfriends. <laughs> I loved that. Um, so back then I was really into like the girls next door, different reality shows like that. So that's probably where that came from. But I mean, we were also like 24, so we were ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to summarize all that. I would say ridiculous is good. In fact, um, some of my favorite ridiculous moments um I would say the food fight, that was like so much fun. I remember that. I think that that made it onto like the clips show. Was that right? Yes, it did for sure. That was so funny. I can't even remember what started that other than I think like sheer boredom. But it was me and you. I remember you and I were the main ones. And I, I think was Heather in on that too? Who all was a part of that food fight? Do you remember? I I feel like I was so drunk on that show. (laughs) that I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember either, but I specifically remember you and, and I, and I remember we just kept like running back and forth. I think I pulled your pants down at one point <laughs> and like, just like, I just remember we were grabbing anything out of the kitchen that we could find like tomato sauce and like, you know, spaghetti and just like every random thing. And we Which just kept- somebody on- has to purchase, like someone's job was to buy all that food and we destroyed it. I, I think the bigger issue is somebody had to clean that whole fucking mess up. <laughs> we destroyed that that living room. But I think a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of food ended up in the jacuzzi. I think that <laughs> happened. But um, Speaking of the jacuzzi, it was a hole in the floor. So how is that not like the most dangerous thing? I'm surprised nobody died. It was super fucking dangerous, especially given the fact that like everybody is wasted the whole entire time. I always tell people like it was a cool house, but it was a completely... Uh, like impractical house too. Like it was, the bedrooms were tiny. They were like way too small. There was no (laughs) closets. And then there was no like, um, I mean, the bathrooms were like, for having 20 girls in the house, there was like two tiny bathrooms. And then, yeah, there was like a giant hole in the middle of the living room. If you fell in, you could boil alive. Exactly. I remember taking a shower and it's like um, already like clogged and the water was coming up and coming up. And I was like, this is disgusting. Yeah, it was was really No one believes me that it wasn't like a full house. It was a set house. There was like sets. And in between there, it wasn't real. And I mean, for instance, you know, Brett's bedroom wasn't a real bedroom. Yeah, it was basically just like a room. A lot of people want to know if he stayed there at night, but he, he didn't. He was never there unless like he was being filmed, essentially. Right, he'd leave. We would film the eliminations and he would leave and then we wouldn't see him until the next morning and we'd all get crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it was it was pretty great how how much you stood out in Rock of Love because you were there. I think about half of the episodes or so. Mm-hmm. But um, so I've talked about this a little bit too about how the house divided into two halves. It was like the party girls and the other girls I always refer to as the stick up their ass girls. Um, And they were like super like, you know, had their noses in the air, super stuck up. Um, So when you, what was your perspective when you first got into the house? Aside from befriending um, Christia, how did you you decide who you liked, who you didn't like? Um, Who were some of the girls you liked? Um, Besides me, of course. And who did you definitely not like and why? Like walk us through your thoughts of like your assessment of all the girls. Um, well, I mean, the first, the very first night, I, I don't know why, but I was like, I'm not going to get picked. I'm not going to get to stay. I just was really down, like thinking like, oh, I, I probably didn't make a good impression. There's too many girls. Like, I'm not going to get to stay. And I think I was like towards the end because that's before I realized they could listen to us. So they knew about me freaking out. So they were going to push that. Um, but then after I got to stay that first night, I was like, okay, this is, I'm going to stay. I'm going to be here till the end. So I was, I got into competition mode after the first elimination, but it seemed crazy. Um, I don't know how I ever meet people. I just like gravitate towards who I like. So you, Christia, obviously Heather, we just all like clicked and we had a good time. And then I remember um, one night I was like, it was probably like my fifth hangover in a row and I was so sick. <laughs> and you were like, here, do you want to sleep pink pill? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I know that we clicked. But awesome. I don't know. I just kind of went into it with an open mind. Nice. So do you remember the whole incident with Jess in the swimming pool? Kind of, yeah. I think we were just bored and we were looking for something to do. <laughs> that sounds about right. Well, I remember when you and I kind of like planned that together and then I went and made a beeline for Jess and I'm like, where where did Brady C go? Like I thought <laughs> I thought you were yeah, gonna be I don't right think I, I even looking back at that scene, I didn't fully understand your plan. <laughs> I think I thought you were just asking me, like, should I do this? And I was like, sure. I think that it's very rare that people fully understand my plan. I don't think you're <laughs> abnormal for <Yeah>. that one. <laughs> but, I was like overwhelmed because I'm like looking around, like, what are what are we doing out here? And then all of a sudden we're like pulling some shit. So that worked <laughs> out. But we definitely took over the house. I mean, those other girls were pretty lame. Yeah, I remember they did a lot of like laying out by the pool and stuff like that. I'm like, that's not yeah. fun. So um <laughs> Well, let's get into um, into charm school. So when you got asked to do charm school, did they tell you that it was going to be Sharon? No. Well, yes, at some point, but not right away. But the problem was, is me and Megan just finished I Love Money. And oh. we had like maybe 10 days in between. So I was really kind of upset. So I was like, I didn't have enough time to decompress from I Love Money to this. I and had it, no you idea. Know, it's hard. Yeah, it is fucking brutal. I had no idea. I thought you did. I thought you did Rock of Love, then Charm School, then I Love Money. But you did Rock of Love, then I Love Money, then Charm School. Jesus, girl, that must have been incredibly it was brutal. Horrible. That's why Charm School was so bad for me. Is because I was so stressed out and so overwhelmed from I Love Money, and it was literally ten days later. Like I had to get back from Mexico go to my home and then go right to charm school. And I was, I remember being upset. I actually asked for extra money because of it. 
Wow, I had no idea. Well, that explains a lot then because I had this like nice, big, comfy, long break between Rock of Love and Charm School. (laughs) And so, okay, well, that also explains a lot because you were on Charm School with Heather and with Megan, right? So you got to, you were on I Love Money with them. So you got to kind of know them and uh, even more so than on Rock of Love and Megan, you'd Mm -hmm. met for the first time. And so um, obviously those relationships carried on over to Charm School. So who did you know besides Heather when you first joined I Love Money? Who else did you know on the cast? Oh Um, yeah, that was, I didn't know very many people. Um, I obviously knew Heather. I I knew of Real and Chance, like who they were. Um, but like to know people, I didn't know very many people there at all. Wow. Because who else was there besides me, Heather, and Rodeo? It's that, it was me, Heather, and Rodeo, right? Oh, right. That's right. I forgot that Rodeo was on that as well. What's that? Yeah. I think she was on that one. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. So... So did you and Megan develop your friendship pretty quickly? Did you gravitate towards her like you did with Christia? Yeah, because when I got on the plane in Mexico, she had a dog. So (laughs) I just walked over. (laughs) Like, hi, I'm Brandy. She was like, hi. And I think I'd seen like parts of her Rock of Love too. So we became friends on the plane real quick, real fast. Because I was like, did they tell you you could bring your dog? And she was like, no. I was just like, okay, you're my (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing. That totally sounds like Megan. That's incredible. Yeah. So that's, that's how we became friends. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So I have another um, fan question regarding um, I Love Money. Uh, okay, so these freaking names on Instagram. So uh, EP1WIU10, that sounds like a it's like a Star Wars name. Um, at least that's what it sounds like. Um, so this person on Instagram says, what escalated the fight with Toasty and Pumpkin to involving food? <laughs> well, we just had, we just talked about that with Rock of Love. I guess I trained you well. Um, what escalated the fight to involve food? Uh, were the producers or cast members upset over that? I mean, the producers never got upset <laughs> over anything because they, they loved it. They wanted it to be like crazy. But yeah, what... So let's talk about that fight with um, Toasty and Pumpkin. And, and that did escalate and get pretty intense. But I also yeah. love how you and Megan had each other's backs through all of that. Well, something happened. So for a long time, and I love money, me, Megan, Toasty, and Pumpkin were like a little four-way alliance that no one realizes. So okay. we're pulling, we're making moves and no one realizes how. Eventually, something comes between the four of us. And I can't remember exactly how. I think they voted against us or something. So I I believe we had a day off. I think this all happened on a day off. We weren't even supposed to be filming. And I woke up and I think, you know, Megan's outside doing interviews, doing whatever. And they were just in the fight. They were ready to go. Like pumpkins catching me in my face. So the food just came naturally. Um, but no, production was very unhappy with us because we were throwing food at them too. They're trying to like get us to stop and they're running after us and yelling at us and stuff. And I think we were throwing the food on them at some point. So production was very unhappy. Oh, they You know how were. they get about the microphone? Oh, <laughs> I actually do remember yeah, that. Those wet. Yeah, they, I know. It's so funny because, uh, so for the, those of you who are watching, you know, we, we always were mic'd at any given time. And so the microphones were usually clipped onto our shirts or, or a bra strap or something. And then we had the other part of the mic um, was like in our, 
in, in our back pocket or like connected to our pants like in the back. And so I do remember actually back to Rock of Love when I threw Jess in the pool and the producers pulled me aside. They're like, okay, Lacey, like that was great. Like we love the drama that you're stirring up, but if you're gonna get the mics wet, will you at least like warn us first so that we can take it yeah. off of you? Because <laughs> otherwise it gets destroyed. And I'm like, oh yeah, duh. Sorry, I completely forgot about yeah. that. So they weren't happy. And then plus because we weren't, expecting the fight I kept yelling like specific producers names like to help us or something so of course you know that's not going to make it into the filming so I don't know it was just a mess it was unexpected but it turns out to be a good scene so how did you guys go from being like an alliance to being enemies someone turned I think it was Toasty or Pumpkin they turned um because we had the alliance with like real and white boy and all of those guys so someone turned on us and all of a sudden, it was like no control anymore. And now the control was with Hoops and Real oh. and White Boy. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. So right away, I quit. I knew it was over. Like we had no control anymore. Yeah. So I was going to ask for you to walk us through that because I know that um, I talked to Megan and she kind of walked us through how she quit um, because she just knew, you know, she didn't want them to have the power to send her home. So she was just like, fuck this, I quit. Um, Walk us through your elimination. So for mine, I pretty much knew like we had no more power. No one was going to be on our side. We didn't have what we had in the past. And so they were actively working to get rid of all four of us. But who would go first? Probably me. So I don't like anyone to have control of me like that. So I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Did you? I don't know. I don't like to compete too hard. Yeah. So you're like, I'm done. This is enough. This is done. Mexico's been fun, but I'm going to get out of here. Did you did you enjoy um, being on the shows? And like, which one was your favorite of all three? I love Money was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was beautiful. Just so nice out there. What's that? It was so beautiful. Yeah. Long time. Good fun. Absolutely. So let's get into um, Charm School then. Okay, so you were saying that you were totally exhausted when they wanted you to do it, and then you just went ahead and went for it. And... Um, so did you know it was going to be Sharon Osborne? They did. They told me at some point they had to because of Jack. So they told me, I think like a, a couple days before, maybe the day before. You said they had to because of what? Because I had dated Jack in the past. Oh, right. So you dated um, Jack Osborne, <laughs> Sharon and Ozzy's son. Can we talk about that? I mean, yeah, it was grief and we we were we had fun. We like went out on a couple dates. Yeah. That was a good time. Oh, nice. Oh, that's so crazy. Okay. Well, cool. So when I got to charm school, I kind of had to have a conversation with Sharon. Like, hey, I already know you, but now we're doing this. So so had you met met Ozzy and Sharon when you dated Jack? Right. Yeah, I'd already met them in the past. You had? Oh my God, that's so cool. What, I mean, obviously I know what it's like to to know Sharon, because we were on a show together, but what was it like when you met Ozzy? Um, very brief, just hi, I'm Brandy, and that was really it. Okay. Yeah, you were friends with like some really interesting people when you were living in Los Angeles, because um, uh, you were friends <laughs> with Polly Shore for a minute too, right? Yep, and then a lot of cool people. I mean, I feel like LA is so small. When you go out, you know, it's everyone's there. So you meet people very easily. Let's talk about the night where we all dressed up like in the 
in the ugly outfits or in the like the fat suits. <laughs> <laughs> that was I. How do they dress you? I can't remember. They I, put I, me I, in like a wig with no hair, and they put like giant like warts all over my face or something. It was horrible. That's yeah. the night I ended up quitting. I think. Yeah, that that is the night that. So, you, were you sent home or did you quit? I can't. Oh, no, remember. I got sent home. That's right. I didn't quit. Yeah. That was such an insane night. So, what, okay, here's one thing that sucks about this. So you you actually had mentioned this about um, I Love Money, but the same thing happened on Charm School where they really try to make sure that if there's any downtime or a day off, they really don't want us girls or castmates talking to each other because they, they don't want to miss anything if the cameras mm-hmm. are not there to catch something. So that whole big fight with like me and you— versus Heather and, and that whole craziness that happened. What really sucks is that that fight originated from something that happened that didn't get caught on camera. And I was going to talk to you about this and see if you remember, because I have a pretty clear memory of it. And it sucked for me because things escalated and got so nuts that night. And because it didn't really make sense why you and I were like having to have this confrontation with Heather. So it sort of looked like I was um, setting you up to get, um, to basically like get explosive and have you sent home. But that was like the opposite, you know, because you're my friend and I wanted you to stay as long as possible, of course, because I I considered you an ally. So that was absolutely not what I wanted at all. But I was going to ask you, if you remember, there was this one room that we never really filmed in and it was sort of like off the side of the kitchen of the Charm School house. And we had to like walk through it to get to the other main rooms that we did film in. But it was like this one room that had like these very, it was just a plain square room with like nothing in it except for these like really long tables with a bunch of chairs where you eat. Do you remember that? Yeah, vaguely. So I do remember there was a moment, and this is actually making more sense to me now why this happened, knowing that you and Heather were on... um, I love money together. I just remember we were all in this room and I just kind of thought this happened because everybody was like too pent up or something. But we were in this room and we were sitting and there was no cameras around. I don't even think there was producers around. We were not supposed to be like discussing anything. We were just supposed to be eating, I think. And um, and Heather started going off on a tear and it was directed at you and it was like a lot of anger and venom. And I remember you and I were sitting together and, and Heather was kind of standing and pacing the room and she was going off on this tangent telling you to fuck off and saying that she was like way more famous than you and that she'll always be more popular than you in the public eye. And she was like really putting you down, but she was going off on a tangent and I was just kind of watching this and I didn't understand why that conversation was even happening. And you were getting like really upset because she was really attacking you. Do you remember that? No. Oh my God. I'm like, this is this uh, this whole situation just lives alone in my head remember, because nobody remembers that. I remember that. the room. I remember the room you're talking about and I kind of remember being in there, but I don't really remember Heather going nuts. God, that really sucks because that wasn't- But she was mad because on I Love Money, she felt like I, me being friends with Megan was an assault on her. Okay. And so, so- it's probably- from there. Yeah, because it seems like it was stemming from something. So, but you do remember you and I talking and going, that was so fucked up the way Heather was treating you. We need to basically give her a taste of her own medicine. You remember that whole thing happening? Somewhat, yeah, I think so. Okay. So I know there's like a lot of alcohol involved. And so uh, what do you remember from all, like what, how did, did that all go down from your perspective? I mean, I do remember at Charm School um, before the whole incident with, destiny 
that I think I was sitting like, I know that there's footage of me and you and Megan, I think sitting at the table and I was kind of in a good drunk mood. I guess I was being nice to people, (laughs) even though I had a lot of Patron. But then, and next thing I know, we're upstairs and we're kind of like starting drama. And then of course I end up spitting on Destiny, which I hate, but I feel so bad about. But I do worry that I'm like, why did you drag me upstairs? I don't know what happened in between like us chilling and going upstairs. Yeah, so that was, yeah. I I think that was a problem because I was drunk too, but I still sort of had like had my, my wits about me and I, and I, I would say my biggest regret in all of that is I didn't realize how much drunker everybody else was than I was. And um, I know like I, watching that back, especially because I I had a fun night. I, I mean, you know me, like I really don't get upset by very many things. And so when we had to dress up in the ugly suits, and we had to, we were forced to go out in public to this bar. I was like, oh, that I'll have fun with this. Like, I didn't really care. Like, if people see me in an ugly outfit or whatever, it just, it really didn't bother me. But a lot of the girls, like, were legitimately horrified at the idea of having I to go. Was. Say that again. I was horrified. I hated it. Yeah. But they do that. You know, they have the psychologists on set that are knowing when they're pushing our buttons. And this is how the whole thing works. It's, it's not just like, on a whim, it's they know whose buttons they're pushing. They know who's about to snap. And they knew I was there. I mean, one thing that I made sure when I first did Charm School was I didn't want to do it. It was 10 days after I love money. I asked for more money thinking they'd say no. They gave it to me. Then they're like, okay, we're starting filming X day. Another thing I made them swear is that Megan would not get eliminated before me. I just, oh. I don't know. I was like freaked out and I made them like swear that this wouldn't happen. So to lose Megan right before that, I was like, you guys lied. Like I was over it. I oh. didn't want anything to do with the production anymore. I was upset. And then they put me in an ugly outfit and then gave me a bunch of tequila. And that was that scene. That was that night. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That was like, I would say that probably my mistake and all that was I, I picked, because I had seen... Heather beat up on you quite a bit. And I know that they showed that a little bit um, when they they had to put, like the editors had to put together why that was happening, like why you and I had the confrontation with Heather. Um, but because they missed like the big thing that happened that for some reason nobody remembers but me, right. um, because they missed that as well, they kind of had to like concoct, like put it together. Um, and they took like little snippets of like people giving you a hard time essentially. And my whole thing was like, I was just so, I had seen her just really beat up on you. And especially I, I watched her beat up on you when you were drunk. And it was just like, you know, I kind of, it kind of triggered like my mama bear um, instinct. And I'm like, you know, we got to, confront her because I wasn't there. Some of the times that you had told me about as well, I wasn't even there. So, um, but what I I did wrong was I really picked the wrong time. A, I didn't know everybody was so drunk and B, I didn't know everybody was so upset having to go out in the ugly outfits because I was over here like, woo, I'm ugly. I was like having fun with it. I think I was like stuffing out of my underwear and like making mustache out of it. And I was just like making the best of it. But a lot of girls But everyone else was on like this verge of a breakdown. I think that's why they did it. Yeah, that just went right over my head. I think because I was drunk too, I was like so in my own little world and having a fun time. But yeah, a lot of the girls were just um, 
just really devastated by it. Can we talk about Chris, Christy Joe for a second? How amazing she was in her fat suit. That like she oh, yeah. she owned that shit. She, she had such a fun time with that. That was hilarious. She did. But she's like, she wasn't part of the, I feel like the mayhem of everything going on. No. Like there I, was like a lot of sideline players who were fine. And then us, us girls had the brunt of everything. Yeah, it was crazy. I think everything just got, it was just way too much alcohol that night for that kind of confrontation. It was just, it was nuts. So, yeah. um, so do you remember what prompted you to spit on Destiny? I don't know. I was in a blackout zone. Yeah. I don't remember. All I know is the footage that I've seen of me like chilling at the table and then we're upstairs and I'm like yelling and spitting on people. So no, <laughs> it wasn't a, my finest time. Well, I think we've all, all of us girls have experienced that for sure. So you're not alone. Yeah. Um, so did uh, did you get a chance to talk to Destiny and kind of like patch all that afterwards? Um, I don't remember. I don't think I saw her after Charm School. So no, I didn't apologize. So hopefully if she sees this, she knows. I mean, I've been sorry for a while. Oh, <laughs> well, I think that um, she doesn't hold any any ill feelings about all of that. Hopefully. Yeah. So, well, good deal. Well, um, so after the show's finished, um, I know that we all did like, you know, um, little hosting gigs here and there and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. What was your life like after that? And like, when did you decide to kind of like calm everything down? Was it immediately after like the Ryan stuff or... Um, what was your life like for like the first year after all of that? And, and also, how was it for you um, with all of like the, the newfound fame that that brought you? So I noticed it most online. Like all of a sudden I had a lot of followers and things like that. So that was fun. Um, but we did, we did hosting the parties, I feel like every weekend. So my life, all of a sudden I was flying every week, typically on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come home Sunday, Monday. Um, have a couple of days in between and then right back out. And it was a different city every night. So while it was a good time and it made a lot of money, um, it, it wears on you. It's hard. Yeah. And people sure. aren't nice, you know, like the internet's kind of vicious now, but it was even, it was the same if not worse back then. So people say things that aren't too great, but I mean, I think you get a thick skin and, you know, shooting's not easy and people just pick on you. So whatever. But yeah. it was a good time and I feel like it was a good little like era of time. Good chapter. I feel like people were more friendly in person and they were more mean on the internet. Because do you yeah. remember going to see Poison um, with me <laughs> in Florida after the shows were over? Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And I think I think Heather was trying to come down, but she couldn't come down. So she was mad at us for going. Yeah, I know. I feel like Heather, like my whole life was like, series of Heather times and Heather was mad at me <laughs> for something. Um, I do remember that actually, because yeah, it was in Florida. Um, mm -hmm. But do you remember, okay, so you and I, I I don't know if you remember this or not, because I remember I was like totally blown away by it. So you and I had like, I think we just finished, um, I, no, I think Rock of Love had just finished airing. And so you and I were sort of like new to the whole like, people know who we are thing. And I remember, so we were, you and I were going to see Poison. We were by ourselves and we went, the first thing we did, we went to the building where they were performing. We went to the girls' bathroom and all the girls, there was like a big, huge line and they all yeah. were like freaking out. Do you remember that? 
Well, do you remember first we went to eat dinner at a restaurant near the venue? And they, people were surrounding our table and wanted photos. So first we were like, wow. I do and remember. Then we went, and then we went to the girls' restroom. Yes. They were like screaming and crying. And I was someone, like. But then Jameson came and got us because they like noticed that it was causing an uproar. And then next thing I know, we were backstage. Yeah, it got, um, I do remember it got really out of control, like really quick, but like, not that anything bad was happening, but it was just, it was like, became sort of a mob. And it was, and you and I were like trying to be nice to everybody and try to take pictures with everybody. And it just got sort of nuts. And then, and yeah, you said, we, we called, was it Brett's manager that came and got us? I can't remember. Yeah, somebody, it, she was a girl. I, I forget her name though. Yes, yeah. And then we went backstage. That was crazy. But yeah, those were like really fun times. And um, uh I yeah I I thought it was really fun times. Would you re, would you do the shows over again if you had the opportunity to? Like, did you do you think it was worth it? Was it worth your time and energy doing all of that? I mean, yes and no. I feel like it was definitely a life changing situation. So sometimes I get where I'm like, I wish like I could go places and nobody knew who I was, and you know, it it changes a lot of your life. It changed a whole. Part, a whole bunch of parts of your life. Um, so part of me sometimes wishes like I wasn't known at all, but then other times I'm like, it made me like who I am, where I am today. So it's a good thing too. But I mean, even now 12, what, 12, 13 years later, there's still times that people are like, oh, you're that girl from the shows. Yeah. So sometimes it can be a little like, I wish I was just completely anonymous. Yeah. But other is... times I'm fine. I mean, it's, it's who I am. So I don't know. It's word with it. Well, you were definitely iconic on the shows for sure. You were super Thank iconic. You. Yeah, everybody loved you. You were so much fun. And you definitely brought a specific and unique character to all of it that I think was like really necessary. Well, I remember being at a gas station with you one day and the lady at the gas pump next to us recognized you. And you were like, this is Brandy at sea. You remember her, right? And she was kind of like, uh. <laughs> and this is after Rock of Love before we'd done more stuff. But that just goes to show like that day I wasn't like fuming mad or like upset. And that's the difference between the normal person, Heather. Like, <laughs> well, she is an A-list celebrity. She is an A-list celebrity. <laughs> so there is that. Um, yeah. So um, do you remember when you and I were going to, we were going from Los Angeles to Las Vegas because mm -hmm. we had some sort of like personal appearance thing that we were doing together and um, and you and I like hadn't seen each other in a while, and we were talking so much that we missed the exit going to Las Vegas, and we ended up in like Arizona or something. But that was also that was also the road trip that I had a radio interview. Yes, and I'm like, oh good, we're both here. And the radio DJ put my phone number on the air. Yes, I actually talked about that in one of the earlier podcasts. Well, first of all, I think they didn't know it was me yet because I was it was your interview and I was trying not to like yeah. take over your thing, you know? So I was just driving the car and I remember you you were on the phone with them and they were like like early morning shock jock type assholes. And yeah. um and I remember they started like sort of like slut shaming you. They're like, So how many guys you slept with? How many guys you slept with? That's something and, weird. It's something really shitty. And I remember I I was like 
what are they saying to you? I'm like, fuck that. Like, give me the phone. And I'm like, hey, this is Lacey from Rock of Love. And they're like, oh, hey, oh, we got Lacey on the phone. Oh, and I was, and so they kind of did the same thing to me. They're like, how many guys have you slept with? And I'm like, well, not nearly as many as the two of you. I'm like, come on, tell your audience. You guys suck each other's dicks in between commercial breaks. Like, just be honest. And I just threw, took everything they said at us and I just threw it right back at them. And I think I was being so overwhelming, which is surprising because I'm usually never overwhelming. But um, they end up hanging up on us. And yeah, they gave out your freaking phone number on they put my phone number on the air. So remember my phone was blowing up. I had to shut it off. Yeah, that was nuts. And then we went to Vegas to see Poison with Heather. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I do. I couldn't remember why we were going to Vegas, but yes, I do remember that now. So it was a, it was a mess of a night. I remember. It's always a mess of a night. Always a mess of a night. <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel like that's going to be on our tombstones. It's going to be like Lacey, Brandy, C. <laughs> it was it, a mess of a night. It was a mess of a night. <laughs> exactly. So, well, um, well, good deal. Is there anything else that you want to share with everybody before I let you go? Um, I mean, not really. Things are just like pretty chill, but I'm always on Instagram. So anything that would be new or anything to keep up with my life, you can see me there. Yeah. What's your Instagram handle? It's hello, Brandy. Oh, that's very cute. <laughs> do you keep up? I guess my last question is, do you keep up with anybody from the show? No, I mean, besides you, I was friends with Heather for a minute, I thought, but I guess not. Yeah, I think that everybody's friendship with Heather is always short-lived. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I did, me and Megan, you know, we we don't talk every day, but we're like, we're still friends. So it's always been just like you and Megan, really, that I keep in touch with. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Megan. She's so great. And she's done yeah. so well for herself. I mean, everybody has done really well for themselves. Yeah. So I think we're all doing good. We're all growing up. But I don't think there will be another reunion special anytime soon. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, Brandy, it was, it was so good to talk to you. And thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and chatting with me. Absolutely. And I know everybody's been really excited to hear from you. I see that. That's exciting. So yeah. I'm glad you come on. I'm sure more exciting these days. <laughs> well, it's nice talking to you, girl. Take care, and I'll talk to you again very soon. All right. Sounds good. Hi, right, Bye, Brandy. That was awesome. I love Brandy C. It's so nice that she was able to stop by the podcast. Love catching up with her. So I want to say thank you to all of you one more time for always being here every Monday and watching the podcast. I love you guys so much. I really, truly appreciate your support. If you haven't done so already, I kindly ask that you go to YouTube and you click that subscribe button. Also, if you're liking what you're seeing and if you're enjoying what you're hearing, then be sure to click the thumbs up button. Um, I also want to invite you, if you haven't done so already, to become a Talk of Love contributor. If you enjoy the podcast, you want to show your support, just sign up, go to www.talkoflove.net and click the contribute button. From there, you can sign up for all kinds of rewards and fun perks. For instance, you can do video shout outs that you can get one personalized for yourself or a loved one from me. You can also do Skype chats with me. You can be sent weekly reaction videos where you're basically doing a watch along with all of the Rock of Love and Charm School shows with me where I am giving my reaction. So you can sign up 
up for that and all kinds of other cool stuff. So just be sure to go become a contributor, sign up for that. And uh, speaking of contributors, I actually want to give some of the Talk of Love contributors a quick little shout out. These people have been super, super supportive. And I just want to say thank you specifically to Mike Paquet. You're so awesome. You've been super supportive. Zena, you are amazing lady. I love you so much. You've always been so encouraging and supportive. Um, Evilness, of course, you're my favorite. Love you, girl. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Kelly Foyer, Crystal, Jennifer Grogan, Desiree, um, Beth, and Annette, Brooke. Brooke, I love your German Shepherd and your little Shih Tzu. Uh, Caitlin, Camille, love your horses, Camille. And thank you so much for showing me your horses last time we did the Skype chat. That was awesome. Alex, Rob, Tyler, you guys are so awesome. It's because of your contributions that keeps the podcast going. Thank you so much for your support. Thank all of you, actually, for always being there for me, being there for the podcast. You guys are awesome. Mwah. Love you. Keep on rocking, you guys. And don't threaten me with a good time. Bye, guys. See you next Monday.